Hello, and welcome to the LVP Architects podcast. Hi, in this podcast, we're going to talk about the party wall. So what I'm going to cover is what is a party wall? What's the party wall act is all about? What does that act actually do? Uh, what a party notice is? Who do you notify and when? Uh, and then following on, we'll talk about the party wall surveyor and, and what they do and, and when they need to be appointed if they need to be appointed you know can someone else do that role that might touch on how much they might charge and then after that what is a party wall award um, and then building owners rights and and finish off with some sort of common mistakes okay let's uh delve in so party wall so there are uh, sort of three main types of, of party walls which are Um, described as a wall that stands on the land of two or more owners and forms part of a building. Uh, This wall can be part of one building only or uh, separate buildings belonging to different owners. Another type is a wall that stands on the the lands of two owners but does not form part of of the building. So, you know, an example would be a garden wall, but, you know, this doesn't include, you know, timber fences, for example. Um, And the third type is a wall that is on one owner's land but is used by two or more owners because it's separating their buildings. So just to sort of uh, add to this as well is the Party Wall Act, which we'll we'll discuss in a minute, um, also uses the expression party structures. And this could be a wall or a floor partition or other structure, you know, separating buildings or parts of buildings in different ownership. You know, so an example of that would be clearly flats. I'll try and summarise the the Party Wall Act. Um, it's not thrilling reading, but um, it, it has a function and a purpose. And, and basically it's described as an enabling act in so far as it, it grants the owner um, of the property the legal right to undertake certain works that might otherwise um, sort of fall under trespassing or nuisance. The Act uh, is separate from, and you need to remember this, is separate from planning or building regulations control. So therefore, even if a building owner has planning permission and or, or building regs approval, they they should still go through this, this procedure um, if they've got adjoining owners um, as described under the Party Wall Act. So many local authorities may um, sort of make you aware of this. They're not required to by any, by the Act or or any law. Um, And so you've got to make it clear to your client early on that this may be, you know, once you've assessed and, and been appointed, if this is a contributing factor, you're gonna, you, you know, you're gonna have to highlight this as as a potential cost, I suppose. But so when you're in the early doors, you know, with a client who may be quite inexperienced, you'll be explaining about planning and building control, and you would have assessed whether the project that you're appointed for falls under the Party Wall Act, um, and you can then advise them of. of the procedures that will need to take place. And I'll discuss that um, a little further on in the podcast. So, as I've mentioned, the Act is separate from planning or building regs. Uh, therefore, even if um, the building owner has planning permission or building approval, they, they still have to go through the procedures with the adjoining owners. 
it does also seek to protect the interests of the adjoining owners, so it's not one-sided, to protect them from any you know sort of adverse effects that such works might have. So in, in addition, the Act itself provides for um, a mandatory dispute resolution procedure, so to help mediate, um, and this is in the form of a appointed surveyor or surveyors. So the Act covers new building on or at the boundary of two properties, work to an existing party wall or party structure, excavation near to and below the foundation level of, of neighbouring buildings. So this may include, you know, building a new wall on or at the boundary of um, two properties, cutting into a party wall, you know, making a party wall taller, shorter or deeper, um, removing chimney breasts from party wall, knocking down and, and rebuilding um, either part or a whole of the party wall and digging, like I say, below the foundation level of a neighbour's property. The Act itself um, has a, a variety of sections and highlights what type of notice must be served from the owner of the property who's doing the works to their, um, known as the, the, the building owner, um, to their neighbours uh, or any adjoining neighbours who may be affected by the works. So sort of it's broken down into sort of key things. So section one sort of applies where it's proposed to um, build a new wall at a boundary that is not already built. So there's kind of like example notices that you could do for that section. Section two concerns sort of existing party structures which include party walls and floors and partitions that separate any buildings. Um, party fence walls as well. So essentially a boundary wall between lands in separate ownership. Um, and in some instances a neighbour's independent property. And again, there's uh, in the guidance there's um, example notices for that section. Um, section 6 uh, can apply to excavations of up to um, 6 metres away for a building or structure on neighbouring land. Um, so again, there's, there's, there's guidance on that and example notifications. I'll explain what notifying is in a second. Um, what the Act does not do or cover is um, when, you know, change or who owns the party wall. It doesn't cover that. It doesn't or, and cannot be used to resolve a boundary dispute. So, you know, what is a party wall notice? Um, a party wall notice is... is an indication it's you you note as a building owner notifying your neighbor or adjoining uh, neighbors of uh, work that you may need to undertake on a party wall so with this th there is no sort of standard form of notice um, although you know there are some published examples by um, Rick's or, or even the explanatory booklet issued by um, the department uh, for communities and local government, um, which explains the the act very well and and gives examples of simple sort of letters that um, you could send. And the key thing is there are three types of notices um, in in terms of the the sections that we've just spoken. So it relates to section one, three, and and six. So there's sort of uh, they have their own sort of names. So. Section one is a line of junction notice. Section three, 
party structure notice and section six is notice of adjacent excavation um, pretty exp self-explanatory so there are some sort of uh, timetables of when you must uh, serve a notice um, generally sort of the rule of thumb is two months before the date um, of which work can start um, there is a little bit shorter for, for different types of the sections but if you keep two months in mind then that covers you so as I mentioned uh, earlier, there is no sort of standard form or standard notice, um, but there are some clear mandatory information that a notice must contain. You know, the, the key things are a description of what the works are, the, the name and address of the building owner, the nature of, of the proposed work, the date on which it's going to start, um, if, if needed, if it's, you know, like you're going to, be doing some major work or it's going to be major excavation you're going to want to also provide maybe some plans um, or, or um, sections or something to help explain it not just in words but visually so so the, the adjoining owners can understand it clearly and then there's a, a few other you know sort of uh, important information that you need to add but it's not not heavy duty stuff so just remember this is about notifying your neighbor or a join or a joining owner. That's its intention to say, I'm going to do some work. This is the works, and this is what might um, affect you, and this is when it starts. You know, so that's that's what you're doing at this stage. Um, so the the key thing of all of this is is sort of before you notify, you should maintain hopefully a good relationship with your neighbours, and you can chat this three with them you know you kind of invite them for a cup of tea or whatever and sort of you might explain oh you know I've, I've got planning for or I'm going for planning for an extension or whatever it is or we're redoing the, the kitchen and I'm, I'm taking out the fireplace whatever the works are and you know you chat through and say you know so it's going to be making some noise um, and we need to get to that side of your your land to be able to make that a nice finished brickwork or whatever whatever it may be however it impacts them you know just explain it um and what that does is is as then you can sort of say well you know to comply with rules i've got, I've got to send you a written notification uh that will uh explain the, what we've just chatted about to you so that you can sign it off and say you're aware of it and you've got no problems with it and you know explain any work that is on that affects them will be made good you know any damage will definitely be repaired you know that kind of stuff so that when they get the party will notice they're not sort of shocked um, because it kind of can be presented as very formal and you know it's so just to point out at this point as well there, there are sort of um, two main exceptions where you may not need to serve a notice to any adjoining neighbours or anyone affected um, the booklet kind of explains it, but um, it's it's kind of minor works that aren't really going to be too bothersome about going through this, you know. So if you were redoing your kitchen and you're just, you know, replastering and you're going to take the old plaster off, you don't need a party wall notice for that. You know, if you're doing electrical wiring and you've got to chase in the cables and the power sockets again you're not really going to do that you know and if you're fitting kitchen cupboards or shelves you know you're not going to send them a notice so it's intended for works that are disruptive to your neighbor and you need access 
to their land to do to complete the works or do the works. Okay, so let's say you've you've sent the notice to your your neighbour or adjoining neighbours, um, and once that notice is served, um, that those people or that person has uh, fourteen days to respond. Um, after those fourteen days, there's basically three possible outcomes. You know, um, the neighbour gives uh, approval or, or assent in writing. So the key thing is about writing. So the act has sort of been tweaked that um, before only written confirmation or response was was acceptable, but now that kind of the act takes into account if you get um, agreement via email, you know. So it, it takes electronic um, documents into consideration. So. If the neighbour agrees, then it's straightforward. You know, there is no need to go any further. You don't need a party wall surveyor. So this is the key thing. This is when a party wall surveyor may come in. Is is only if it's um, rejected. So if it's accepted, then you know it's pretty straightforward. You know, and you, you but you could advise either you or or, or the neighbour. But you could advise the neighbour. You know, take some pictures of where the affected area. So you know, it's all covered and and degree in any other notes of of you know maybe there's cracks or 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 a little bit of damage existing damage that you know you're going to be replacing some brickwork or something you say oh no we'll make that good no worry make sure that's all recorded and it's very open um or at this point if even if the um the neighbors agreed you can if you want appoint a surveyor um to kind of do a little schedule of condition so you know they record what it is um, what will be done uh, what will be repaired what will be made good you know and how it should look at the end you know if you want and that way it's captured formally by by professional obviously it depends on the complexity of it all Um, so that's one one of three possible outcomes from following your notification in this 14-day period the second one could be you know there's uh, what's termed dissent so um the neighbor rejects it or doesn't even reply within the 14 days um so if they can't even be bothered um then in this case both the homeowner and the neighbor can appoint one agreed surveyor um usually within the 10 days you can um point one you know and this and we'll talk about um party surveyors in in a second if they they reject your neighbor rejects and isn't happy with with any works or whatever then you can appoint um a party surveyor if they sort of go no we don't trust you um we want our own then they can appoint an independent one and um and then it sort of leads down the line to um the surveyor producing an award and, and we'll talk later on about awards just to be clear that um that was the third sort of outcome after 14 days or or rejection of the notice um is the appointment of two separate party wall surveyors okay so to clarify at this point if your neighbor or neighbors accept the notice then that's really um sort of the end of it you know you then just agree you know you're of what's happening you would have explained it anyway but if there's any further information or photos or clarification then that's the time to do it you then kind of when your builder is doing the work 
then it's kind of being polite and agreeing. The act covers it as well. Is is agreeing when can that that builder gain access to do any works on on the neighbouring side, and that's sort of where it ends. Whereas if there's a a rejection or just no communication back, which is automatically assumed as a rejection, um, then you will need to get a party wall survey. And as we mentioned, um, it's either one by the building owner who appoints it to go through this, or it's one uh, or it's two rather uh, on behalf of each party. And so, what a party wall surveyor provides is basically a specialist role in resolving disputes between neighbours under this specific party wall act. And the key thing is, is they have a duty to the act rather than to the individuals who have appointed them. And they resolve matters in in a dispute in as fair and impartial and practical way as they can. Um, so the surveyor or surveyors will settle the matter by making what's called an award um, or a party wall award. And um, what this award is, is, yeah, again, another document which sets out the work that will be clearly carried out, say when and how the work is to be carried out. So, for example, um, to limit how often and how much time there's loads of noise um, that is sort of as a consequence of the work being done. Um, it's sort of then this award or talk about any additional work required you know to protect from damage your neighbors whatever property or whatever it may be um it then obviously goes on to a containing a record of the condition it currently is before any work starts making sure that there's um um written down any work that needs to be done after it you know making good of anything um and also it allows for access for the surveyor to inspect the works while they're going on so that they can record it and make sure it's it's following the awarded the award so just to add to this it's it's kind of a good idea to keep a copy of the award with your property deeds when the works are sort of completed so as we mentioned when do you need a party wall surveyor it's it's when things are either rejected or ignored um, and you need to push forward so the party wall act itself provides the legal basis for the prevention and resolution of these disputes um, in in regards to party walls, boundary walls, or excavations near neighbouring buildings, um, and it goes on further in the Act about what is covered, how it should be covered, and it's it's trying to be impartial so that both parties are protected. So the works, if you've got planning permission, obviously you've got the right to do it, but the Act is to cover the process of how this is done so it's not to prevent it it's just to make sure there's um, an am amicable way of doing it legally that both parties will need to accept you know because it's it's an awarded element so the question on this would be who can be a party wall surveyor well the answer is uh, under the act a surveyor is any person who is not party to the work so anyone who is not going to be involved in running or um, inspecting or or in charge of the main building works itself so therefore the property owner can't act for themselves but anyone else can take on the role as long 
this is the key thing as long as they have experience in construction of some sort of some form and have knowledge of the procedures under the act so there is no definition really in the act of who can be a surveyor but it's just clear that it can't be the same person that will supervise the works so as an architect remember you can at the beginning help guide and write the notice for your client but you can only be a party wall surveyor if there's a dispute obviously um, if you're not going to proceed and carry on uh, and you know we'll be project managing the the works so inevitably if you're a client the question will be how much do they charge and you'll probably get asked this because you would have explained um, that they may need one. Um, surveyor, you know, obviously rates vary um, between, uh, I think currently it's sort of like 150 and 200 quid per hour. And a party wall award and sort of surveyor cost kind of falls in the bracket of uh, £1,000. Obviously I've mentioned that an architect could do this, this role, but there are exceptions, which is obviously, as mentioned before, you can't be involved in the main building works later on. Um, how it falls is is these costs are usually uh, the building owner will have to pay any of this. And also, actually, on this point, if in the award, um, if there was two surveyors, the the two surveyors kind of discuss with themselves about impartiality, uh, impartially about who pays for the fees. So it will inevitably fall to the building owner again. Um, you may be asking what happens if the two surveyors do their don't, can't come to a compromise. Well, then there's a third surveyor that will sort of oversee it and kind of bring those two together and come to the final, ultimately final decision. And again, you can imagine the costs are mounting up here, and this is all on the the main building owner. Touch like previously, you know what is a party wall award? So you know it's whether you're planning a basement extension, loft conversion, or removing a chimney breast, or um, whatever the works are, anything to do with a party wall, you have to notify your neighbour before the works begin, and you need to obtain their permission, basically. Um, and this is because it's permission for needing to really go on their land or their property that would otherwise, if you sort of just did the work, you, you'd fall under trespassing. Um, and again, if 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 there's no agreement, if your if the adjoining neighbour or neighbours just won't won't accept it, then you've got a you've got to seek a party wall award, and that is part of the terms of the Party Wall Act. And for that to happen, you need to appoint a surveyor. Um, and as we discussed before, it's um, it's an award that clearly states. The conditions of what's there, what needs to be done, and how it's done. Um, there is a caveat to all of this. If the neighbour, um, if you've gone through all of this process and you've got like three surveyors, um, if the neighbour does not agree with the award, it is possible to appeal to the county court within 14 days of issue. Um, but that's kind of, that's more of a separate legal podcast. Um, but usually. That's, you know, very rare. So ac accessing sort of neighbours' properties um, under the Act, the adjoining owner or 
occupier must, when necessary, sort of let in the workman um, and even the surveyor, obviously, to carry out works um, as covered by the award or planning, if if uh, or notice rather, if um, it's been accepted early on. Um, you've you've got well, I say you the the client or your role. Um, for the client, depending if you're project managing, um, you must give the adjoining owner the notice um, that you're you're going to exercise these rights of entry, and you've got to give them 14 days. Um, except obviously, if it's an emergency and I don't know, rules going to fall down or something. Um, so you just you just got to be aware there's still a procedure in place, and and this is where keeping on good terms with your neighbours or making it very clear in any award when and how access is done is very important. So again, um, trying to wrap this up. Adjoining owners' rights. So as I mentioned, the, the Act itself is is about impartiality and getting work done, but not being favourable to either party. So the owners, you know, their their rights are early on is appoint a surveyor to resolve any disputes, you know, require reasonable necessary measures to, to be taken to protect their property from any foreseeable damage and obviously their the security of their property. You know, if you're working they might not be away, they might be away, but you've got to provide that level. Um, and not to cause too much unnecessary inconvenience. Um, so this is where an agreement of when these things happen and how they ha- how often they happen, um, and be compensated for any loss or damage caused by the works, um, and then also they can ask for security for expenses before you actually before the client starts work under this act. So it's to kind of protect them against the risk of being left out if difficulties happen or if the building works stop. And it's just at a really inconvenient stage. Okay, so I'm finishing off uh, some common mistakes. Uh, not providing adequate notice. Um, not informing all of the affected neighbours. You know, you've got to remember, the, you know, if you're working on a party wall, a, a garden wall, and it's, you know, going over quite a few properties, you have to notify all of them. You've got to inform them all. So... This also includes the freeholder and anyone with a leasehold longer than a year. Um, if you lived in a uh, terrace house, obviously neighbours on both sides may be affected, but it depends on the works. Um, uh, we mentioned about flats. Uh, other mistakes, not describing the proposed works precisely enough or not including enough information. You know, So this is where photos and clear descriptions of what it is, what's going to happen... Um, when it's going to happen how you're going to make good or what they'll see at the end and the other mistake is obviously not not use, not providing the right information in the notice so it sort of can become void because if you don't fill in the key if you don't provide the key information it's not really a notice anymore okay in summary of this um, the party wall act and Condensing it down, a building owner should discuss any works with neighbours that are affected, pre-warn them, 
so that it's expected that they're going to get a notice um, and that it's just a, a legal requirement and that it's not a threatening element so that it can pave way for when the written uh, when the notice goes in that you can get receive a written agreement which can now be an email um, this is separate completely from planning and building control you do not need one to get the other um, but you must have the relevant planning or building controls to do the work um, approvals but uh, you need a party wall agreement in, uh, agreement in place to do the works um, and this has got happened before works happen um, so usually two months is is the fit of it, is the timeline um, and only if there is no agreement so whether there's a rejection or an ignorance of your notice um, or the client's notice then a party wall surveyor needs to be appointed or two or even three as we've discussed um, and their role is is to review impartially the situation and provide a relevant party wall award which clearly defines the works what needs to be done how it's done etc etc and the key thing is that the party wall act covers both parties um, or if there's more than one adjoining neighbor all of the parties okay and that's it for this podcast um hopefully you've enjoyed it or at least learned a little bit more about the party wall act and party wall surveyors notices awards and all the rest of it um, you need to be aware of it, obviously, if you're a student and doing an exam or if you're an architect um, who is helping a client or working for a client and to advise accordingly, really. And I'll see you next time. Take care. Bye.